Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, doing guys? Welcome back to another video. Here in this one, we're going to be talking clearly about the mid-range half options. But just to start, we're going to run over a little bit to do with the trials. I'm not really going to go through the trials uh, per se. Uh, if you wanted to check out a lot of the chat around that, I'd head over to Talking League. Uh, their Facebook page is is a great one for that, uh, with a little step by step. You know, rundown of, of each game by all the guys uh, in that team, which was awesome. And then they just dropped a, uh, a podcast today. So jump into that. But I just want to go through a couple of the cash cows that we spoke about in our cash cows video and uh, sort of how they looked on the weekend and, and what we'd like to see going into next trial and what we want to see going into round one. So just start with uh, with our sort of wing fullback center guys. We have Rocco Berry and he had a really nice first half, got a couple of tries. So he's pretty well on target for what we're looking for. Uh, for him out of a, an undervalued sort of cashy there in the wing fullback or that center position. So I'm pretty happy with he, how his first trial looked and we'll see how he looks in the second one. But he's someone I'd be definitely keeping uh, in the black book heading into in, heading into round one. Obviously Crichton, we didn't get to see too much of, but he's still you know one of those safer cash cows I'm seeing. Uh, Pereira did, you know, did his... did his chances no harm of getting that you know, wing spot. And if he does get it, I think you have to pop him in your side. I've obviously got Hayes Dunster who, uh, poor fellow, got a, got an injury on the weekend. He's going to be out for the year, so we have to rub him out, unfortunately, which I'll do that soon. Uh, obviously, it'd be nice to see Sawali get some game time, see how he's improved uh, in, in, his, in his new, uh, well, in, in coming into his second year, for sure. Um, Savage looked good, obviously, you know, if he does get that, that fullback spot, which talk, the talk is that he probably won't at this stage, CNK. Um, should be getting that spot and he deserves that anyway so you know Savage if he gets his spot he's going to be good so no no further chat from there Tago was solid in, in his time so I wouldn't be looking too much into that one Pennacini was the one was a little bit uh, a little bit more underwhelming so he didn't get a lot of ball but they didn't play their full team so you know he's someone that I'd be looking to to see how he plays when he gets some more space one-on-one when he's got 
you know, Brown and Moses on, you know, on his outside and, and sorry, on his inside and giving him good ball, for example. Um, Taylor May didn't get to play, so we'll speak about them a little bit later. Amon was uh, pretty solid uh, for the Dragons. Obviously, you know, a couple of average touches at the start and, and improved by the end of it. He's obviously young fellas, so this is something to expect. Clune was pretty solid. He actually, you know, scored probably how my projection is going to show. You know, he's having, he's having that split control over the team. That's exactly what we saw in that game. So he's someone just to keep uh, an eye on over next week as well and see what, see what comes out of it. But again, in an average side, you know, a, bit, a little bit to worry about there. Randall's going to be one a guy that's just going to tackle and tackle. So if he's getting big minutes, which we're not sure if he will, he obviously got lower minutes on the weekend, but something to think about. Barrel looks solid in his time. So again, if he gets an opportunity, I think he's got some upside. Guys like Josh King, who I haven't written too much on there. Again, probably going to be a solid option for us uh, on in the mids there at that cheaper price, which we haven't really got too many guys like that. Hetherington was a lot better in this game as well. So if you're still interested in him, he could be all right. But again, I think he has to get... Uh, over that 50 minutes. Burgess, we can probably put a bit of a line through at this stage. Um, and a lot of, one of the other ones that was spoken about was Fama Sili, so Pualo, uh, who was you know, potentially a cash cow last year and never turned out to be, so it's something that uh, you can think about into this. He always looks pretty solid, just never gets the minutes. Spent something like Spencer Lanyu at the moment. Uh, we haven't seen Davey yet. Nainai, um, obviously Bloor's gone. Howard's was solid in the centre, so I think he's going to be cool if he gets a bench spot. Um, and any chance of playing any starting minutes, he's going to be solid because he looks, you know, he looks like a really, really good player. Alrighty, so there's some of the cash cows that I wanted to speak about, uh, just leading you know, into those trials, and we'll obviously get a better idea uh, coming into this second lot of trials this coming week. But all right, let's jump into our halves there. So we have Mr. Jackie White, and to start us off at 569k. I think he can definitely average 50, right? At this stage, he's you know a little bit underpriced at 46, coming off a 48 average. So when he's now he's got that organising half around him, I think it's going to be really helpful. You know, when he's got fogs there, had a bit of a down year last year, but obviously a big 2020 when he won the Dally M. So you know he's probably going to play 14 in Origin. Are you going to have him all the way through the season if you're thinking about picking him up now? You know, he's going to lose a few tackle breaks, but he also didn't make many tackle breaks last year. If we actually have a look at his scoring, you know, a lot less than he would. You know, a lot of ones, twos, a couple of games with zero, for example. And then picked it up at the back end of the season. That's what we really want to have a look at for him. He obviously scored a few more tries. He's got you know one uh, in the in the uh, in the Blues Maroons game in Origin there, which got him seventy one, which is solid. But then he's got you know one in eighteen, which he actually didn't score that well in, in lesser minutes. But a 49, 47, 53, 52, 37, 50. Um, to finish out the year. So solid for him, but again, generally a bit of a down year. Um, obviously had some decent games in the middle as well with a couple of tries. So I can expect more of that. There's obviously, you're wanting him to get less of these sort of low to mid-30s games if you're wanting to pick him up as a, as a starter this year. I just think the price is a bit of an awkward one, uh, but I think he's, he's going to do okay. It was a very bad year for Raiders overall. So if you like him, I think he's going to be a tiny bit undervalued, but that's all we really want to talk about with Jack Whiten. Okay, Albert Kelly. So for me, just, he's too expensive. He needs Reynolds to be out. I think his price is going to drop, even if he starts. Uh, and could be an interesting pick-up later in the year. And he's yeah, obviously a solid player when he's running the team because he scored pretty well last year when he was you know, next to Gamble or, or whatever he was next to. Um, but yeah, plus uh, added three to his price, unfortunately. He had a 41 average last year. Obviously with one game off the interchange there. 
Uh, but but solid, you know, he's gonna he's gonna miss a few tackles, but obviously make a bunch as well. Runs the ball, kicks, you know, in general play, and, and scores the odd try and, and assists there. So he's okay, but we'll uh, look to him later in the season. All right, Shawnee Johnson, forty eight. He's uh, average last year, price of forty four. So he's gonna lose a fair bit in kick meters. You know, I'm interested in who's gonna play next to him. Uh, is it gonna be Ash Taylor, which we'll speak about at the end there? Uh, I just think he's fairly probably fairly priced at this stage. Um, or maybe slightly undervalued, but obviously coming off injury, and I can see there being a few better options. So if we're looking at his kick numbers, he's obviously really high. A bunch of games over 400, 600, 500 there. Obviously rounding out to be like sort of 350, 370 type of um, kick kicker uh, in 2021. Can score the odd try, but you know, and kick the odd goal, but try assist is where he's, you know, money's made. Um, try assist and kick meters. So will he get that at the Warriors? Yeah, I think he'll be solid somewhere around the 40 ish mark I think will be good for him um, but again not too much to talk about I don't think on Johnson there's just better options uh, and and probably you want to spend a little bit less if you're going for a Cleary or, or whoever you're going for if you're going for those top guns in this position I'd be selecting that over someone like Johnson alright we go to the Cowboys the Cowboys fellas in Townsend Drinkwater and did and I think for Townsend he needs to be 400k like he was last year to be you know, a little bit undervalued. He's going to be a dominant playmaker, but in a bad team. He's got the kicks meet, the kick meters drop as well. So I think you got to pass on on uh, on Chatty there. You obviously a forty seven average. That started with him scoring amazingly in that first sort of seven to eight games, um, and a couple of decent ones at the back end of the year for the Warriors as well. You know, with uh, with a seventy one there in the eighty nine minutes. So. You can tell when he's got someone next to him, he's not kicking a ball as much. You know, he's got nine in a 51-minute effort there for 93 kick meters, 31 when he's got 185. So if he's splitting that time, he's not going to be as efficient. And he's scoring, and I can see him somewhere around the 40 mark, so probably a little bit under where he's currently priced at. This all changes, though, for all of these guys if there's some injuries, right? So if he's up against, if he's playing next to Drinkwater, for example, he kicks a little bit less, but he's still sharing that kicking, you know, the kicking meters there. And he's obviously a solid scorer. He, score, he runs the ball well, so he's going to get the try assist. He's going to run good meters um, and score the odd try. But again, he needs to be sort of running the team for him to do well. And in a team that's pretty poor, I can't see it happening for any of these guys. Same with Dearden. He might not even get a spot. But they're all priced in that low to mid 40s. And um, in a bad team, I just would be avoiding all of these guys to start. Alrighty. Move to Clifford, who also had a, a pretty solid game in the trials uh, last night. But for me, with Clifford, he's going to have to be the man. Yeah, and step up with Ponga. Is that going to happen? It might have to. Will it? I'm not sure. Definitely has some talent, but is he going to be able to show it in an average team? And that's going to be the real question. You know, he scored well back in the last year, but I'm just going to say I'm not too interested at this stage for you know, obvious reasons that I just explained there. You can see him, obviously, there's a couple of decent games with the Cowboys. Two 60s there, a couple of 30s. So that volatility for sure puts him in around that 45 average. He moves to the Knights. And a bunch of scores in the, in the 40s and the odd 60 and, and, and high 50 there. So he you know, did what he needed to do, but he's very much the dominant kicker. He's got a 665 meter in there, 425. So he's just going to lose a bunch there. He does make the odd tackle break, but that's not going to you know, concern him too much. Um, the, the real concern is the, is the missed tackles. So he has a bunch there, you know, anywhere from three to seven on average in, you know, in the majority of his games there with the Knights. And I can see that happening again um, and probably stopping him from being a 50 average player. So I'm expecting somewhere in the mid 40s for Clifford. Uh, so probably a little bit of a better option than the three I just mentioned from the Cowboys, but still one to probably look to avoid um, at this stage. All right, Jeremy Luai. So he got really cheap uh, over the back end of the season, right? So he started really well, got his price up into the mid 600s, which was really, really awesome with some good, uh, some really good efforts. 
obviously wasn't you know even scoring too many tries for example but a bunch of try assists to guys like Burton and, and Brian to oh, on the left there just does a bit of everything runs the ball he does obviously get some tackle breaks and some offloads which you know fairly well offset each other there but the worry is the volatility and, and how he played through the middle part of the season after he made the New South Wales team and and heading to the back end of the season there there's really just just wasn't playing as well, wasn't running the ball as much. So for me, probably a little too volatile, the price of 38. Owned by 7% of teams, though. So obviously some people are interested in him at that nice price. And obviously like him as a player, for example, to pop him in the side there. So we move to Sammy Walker. And this is an interesting one for this video, but really hyped on him as a player. Let's put it that way. But not him being undervalued in fantasy. So if you look at his price at this stage, he's at that 38 mark with a 39 average. So last year he was in charge, in, definitely in charge of the attack. Hutchison put him where they needed to be. Um, but he won't be in charge of that attack, especially when he's going to be with Kiri, right? So he's definitely way better than what Lockie Lamb is, for sure. But Kiri was definitely in full control last season, that first three games, which we saw with Lockie Lamb. Um, and I see this probably not at the same level as it was with Lamb. But for Walker to average 40... Um, you know, and above, I think is going to be pretty tough next to someone like Kiri. So I'm expecting a 40 or below average because um, I just don't think his base is high enough to to be able to get that. If you look, he's obviously got a bunch of tries in his time, a lot of try assists in your games with two and you know, one with four there, one with three. Um, does run the ball a little bit. His kick meters are fairly low. You know, tackle break numbers are decent. For example, I just don't see him getting the attacking stats that he did last year, even though the Roosters are going to be a pretty solid side, like a top four side for sure. Um, so for him to average over 40, I think it's going to be pretty tough. And, and you're wanting him to average 45 plus to, to be worth putting in your side at this stage of the season. So I'm going to pass on him um, for now. But you know, a few people are going to be interested for sure. Cody Mann, big one here. Is, you know, he's, he's obviously got the half, but he's probably going to get the mid as well if he plays in a 13 role to, to start the season. So he'll have that dual position. I love um, his tackle numbers and running numbers at six and nine. So I don't think 13 will be much different. So he's played a fair bit of 5 eighths. You can have a look at their, um, you know, missed tackles a few games with some higher ones, but the majority of games there, um, if you look, sorry, lower down the track, he's around that, you know, a lot of games with one, two, three, you know, the random four or five game, but not too crazy there. Especially when he's making mid-20s tackles, you can take that. He was someone who runs the ball a lot, so I can't see that changing too much in the 13 role, for sure. Um, He just has that ability to play anywhere, and He's you know, shown that he's not worried about tackling in the nine position. So I think if he can manage 60 minutes like that, like Watson did last year, I think there's definitely value around that 37 um, price point. Sorry, 38 as well that he's at currently. So I can see him get averaging anywhere between 45 and 50 if he gets that 60 minutes. But that's obviously the, the question that's going to happen. Um, just, yeah, someone's going to tackle. He has some attacking upside. He can, he can, um, he can ball play as well. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with Kurt Mann. I think he's going to be a solid addition to anyone's side. If you can fit him in, obviously the price is a bit of an awkward one. Um, and depending what how many you know what type of guys you're going at the half position or the mids, if he does have, you know, he's obviously going to get that DPP if he plays 13. I'd probably look to slot him in the mids um, to go a little bit cheaper. But yeah, that's just my opinion on that one. I can see him playing that Watson role for sure. So that's where the the, the theory is, and he's got the runs on the board. So that's that. All right, Jackson Hastings for me, he's probably a little bit too expensive to start with. Being next to Brooks, um, keen to see a little bit more from him before round one, though, and see if he's improved a fair bit since his time um, in England. But, yeah, not someone I'm too interested in. I'd rather be going man, for example, over over Hastings for sure at this point. Even Sammy Walker. 
Um, just because I think Brooks is going to have a, another decent season. He scores pretty well, so obviously you know, splitting that, the kicking, and etc. is going to be a tough one for him. And our last one, Ash Taylor. Just don't see much upside next to dominant half um, in in Sean Johnson, for example. Even if yeah, if, if he gets a spot, that's the other question as well. I, I fell for the trap of picking him up at the start of the year a few years ago, and I thought he'd you know, turn a corner, and, and you know, he was having a few issues in his personal life, and and stuff like that, and um, he came back, and he was a very similar player, so super talented, but hasn't exactly shown it for a big stretch of time at, at NRL level. Obviously, his first bunch of years were really, really cool, but I think lately he's obviously you know worked on a bit of a train and trial deal. But yeah, the the price if he was about two hundred and eighty k, you'd probably you know take a punt on him and think he'd definitely make some cash and 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 average somewhere in the um, in the in the thirties, but being priced to thirty, he has to get anywhere from thirty five to forty average, and I just don't see it at this point. So, yeah, you look at his scores; there's too many in the thirties, um, and not enough big games. You know, thirty forties, random fifty. I've seen two fifties in the last couple of years, so yeah, not too exciting for Ashley Taylor there. But that's the uh, that's the halves video, guys. And let me know um, a couple of other guys that you're looking at following uh, over the over the next week in the trials and then we're getting really close to the season guys a couple of weeks away i can't wait and i hope you can't either please like subscribe and we'll catch you in another video team have a good one a lot can happen in three years like a chat bot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.